welcome to the Phil in Exile podcast. And Happy New Year to you. That seems to be the order of the day. Happy New Year. How was New Year's Eve? How did it go for you? I I stayed up quite late. I think I deserve an award of some kind because I am not a late night person. And so for me, it was um, very trying, very trying. But I, I hope your New Year's Eve festivities were fantastic, that New Year's is starting off and it's being kind to you. I hope nothing catastrophic has happened so far. Maybe things are good. Maybe looking up. They're looking up. Does it look like it's going to be a good year, 2024? I mean, we can try to be optimistic, right? That's not necessarily in my wheelhouse, but I hear it's a good thing. So maybe, maybe it's going to be okay. So New Year's around here is uh, an interesting thing. I've discovered that New Year's or, you know, St. Sylvester uh, celebration is a big deal here in Germany. And and I think over a lot of Europe, I know friends in France say the same thing. And the the whole idea of celebrating here in Germany has a lot to do with fireworks. Now, I know a lot of people uh, have seen fireworks. It's not an uncommon thing to have seen a fireworks display. In America, usually you go to see a professional fireworks display. I grew up in, in Dallas, Texas, and, you know, as for as big a city as that was, you weren't allowed to actually have fireworks in the city limits, fire off fireworks in the city limits, unless you had a license and you were putting on a show. It was against the law. That didn't mean, of course, that yahoos didn't occasionally go and fire things off on, you know, on special occasions, especially the 4th of July in the U.S. is big for fireworks, right? And so you'd hear things going up, but not a lot because, you know, your neighbor's going to call the cops because they don't want their house to burn down. That's, that was always my dad's great fears. Like, someone's going to send a Roman candle up. It's going to land on my roof, and we're going to all die. Dad was a bit of a worrywart. I, I, I can't imagine where I get it from. Anyhow, the whole idea of the, the like, fireworks display was something we would go see. Usually, we'd go to, like, uh, a, a, a country club. Not that we were mem- – we, we did not belong to the country club. We would just get in our station wagon and, like, drive to a field or a parking lot a little uphill from the country club and watch sitting on our hood of our car. That was the way we would do it, and that's what I did with my kids. We would drive over somewhere where they were having a show for the, you know, members-only set, and then we would watch the fireworks from there. And And the thing is – that was what I was used to, as a really big professional show seen from a distance. I'm not big on shooting fireworks. I did a few times, you know, uh, go out into the country and buy fireworks. Um, and you could get some pretty good stuff in the U.S., but it was, you know, you're shooting, you know, kind of go pop fizz kind of thing, you know, black cats, you know, some sparkling things. But, you know... It wasn't a big deal. You could never quite replicate what they were doing at the professional show. Well, so here in Germany, we had a friend who used to live in a little town not far from us. And she said, hey, watch out on New Year's Eve if you're outdoors because you could get killed by fireworks. It's crazy. And this is not a fearful person. This is a person who has a great deal of bravery. And she was like, be careful because it's, it's legit dangerous. And I thought, okay, that, I mean, again, hard to believe that that it would be unsafe from fireworks. Because, again, my mindset is telling me, what, a few people pop some things and eh, whatever, as long as I'm not too close to them. Well, I asked my neighbor 
my my landlord neighbor about the fireworks, and he responded with the uh, German "boah," you know, this sort of sound they make like when they're about to just exclaim about "boah." And he's he started to tell me that the smoke would get so bad. We live sort of at the top of a hill. Our our little neighborhood's at the top of a hill, and he said the smoke from the fireworks gets so bad it's like fog coming into our neighborhood. And I thought, eh, is he exaggerating? You know. Maybe there's a little bit of those darn kids thing going on, which I'm, I'm beginning to embrace at my age. But he, he, he sort of, I don't know. I thought, I don't know. Is it as, as bad as he says? I'm not sure. But then I had my friend who used to live here who said it's not great. And I didn't know what to expect. So we have some neighbors who are also Americans that we've just talked to a couple of times and they graciously invited us over to their house. They said, Hey, we live in such a, fashion our house is situated in a way that our back patio overlooks the city like there's we're on the the very edge of the hill and it goes down from us so we can see the entire city do you want to come over you know closer to midnight and watch the fireworks from our from our house and and they said you can bring your kids our kids are in from college and they were like you can come over and see the fireworks and we said sure so we wandered over there about i don't know 11ish to their house, and already the fireworks were going. So here's the thing. In in Germany, unlike the U.S., where it's just illegal to have fireworks in the city limits, or at least in where I lived in the U.S., couldn't have fireworks in the city limits legally. You had to go like 50 miles out in the country to do it. Here, it's, it's not that rule. It's time. So there's apparently, if I'm understanding this right, I heard this from a couple of Germans, and maybe I was just, you know, the tra- lost in translation a little bit, but... A couple of them told me no, that, no, there's this window where you're allowed to, to fire fireworks, and it's okay. It's like apparently a three-day window, like d- December 30, 31, and January 1. You can fire your fireworks. But the rest of the year, I guess you can't. It's not okay to do that. And and I thought, okay, well, that's that's one way of doing things. And so, you know, the idea of shooting fireworks, again, in my mind, I'm not expecting anything very big. But we're starting to hear it on those three days. We're starting to hear the sounds of the fireworks going off. We're hearing on the 30th, you know, as soon as it gets dark, we're beginning to hear some pops and some booms. You know, you might see one across the skyline. Uh, during the night, we're sleeping. We can hear the just the occasional pop. And then on the 31st, it starts getting dark and you start hearing it. And it's it's it's... It's fairly consistent, but it's also, uh, you know, accelerating. It's it's intensifying. There's more as the hours go by. Until by the time we walked over to their house at 11, there is a pretty consistent sound. And we get inside and we're thinking, all right, we'll go out on the patio. And these people, they've lived here a couple of years. They, they said, oh, no, 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 we'll go out at about 10 to midnight. That's when it gets really good. And we were like, okay. So we're sort of watching it through the back window and I'm just, it, the sky is lighting up and the pops and the booms are happening. And at 10 till we go out on the patio, I, I don't know what I expected. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like the mayonnaise. I didn't know what to expect. I, when I, I didn't know how much they were willing to do, but I looked and I could just turn my head from left to right and scan the whole horizon of the city and it was just fireworks going bananas across the whole city. I mean, it was really something. I mean, you know, multicolored flashes, and they were 
big fireworks. They were, they were, they looked, you know, if, if not professional, very close to that size of explosion going on. Lots and lots of fireworks and just continuous all over the city, just firing off everywhere, everywhere. Again, you could just look from as far to the left and as far to the right as you could see around the, the landscape and it was just fireworks going bananas. And so we're watching this take place and, and I'm thinking back to the fact that I saw these fireworks. They sell them in the grocery store for crying out loud. Like I go to the grocery store to buy my groceries and I see this stand of fireworks and I didn't look very closely because again, if I fire fireworks, like I don't even like sparklers because I think about Michael Jackson lighting his hair on fire. I don't even, I don't even like sparklers. And I'm the guy that I just know if I decided to fire fireworks, I'm going to blow my fingers off. Like that's, that. I have that kind of luck. And so I do not mess around with fireworks. But I remember walking through the grocery store and just sort of out of my side view and seeing these stands with these boxes. And then and then my newspaper came the week before and I was looking at the weekly ads to see what was on special and stinking Aldi. You, you, Aldi the grocery store little you know little little chintzy grocery store in the US Aldi has like, you know, they they took their normal advertisement for the week and and where they would normally have had like 25 pages of of food and, you know, cleaning supplies and household goods. They had about two pages of those and then they had like 20 pages of fireworks. And and these fireworks, they weren't just like black cats, y'all. These were like ground-to-air missiles. These were these large boxes with these launching tubes, multiple launching tubes that you would set this thing up and prop it up in your yard and light it up. I mean, it looked like artillery for crying out loud. So suddenly it all began to click. They, they're very serious about these fireworks. They're not messing around. They really mean it. This is a big deal. And, and, and so at midnight here, it's going and I'm watching this and it was so cool. You know, it was so cool. And I was like, how long is this going to go on? And they said for, for another day, like it'll go on all night tonight. And then there'll be people who have some leftovers and they'll do them again tomorrow night on the first, you know, and sure enough, that's what they did. They, they did the more on the next night, but it went on and on and on and on. It was it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, again, I've seen bigger fireworks shows, Disneyland or something like that. But I've never seen anything citywide. Like it just, it looked like, you know, the scenes in the war movie where they're walking through at night, you know, like, like <laughs> they're, 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 they're cruising through a, a, a city at night and you see the flashes and the fires and the explosions and the tracer bullets and all that. I mean, I'm, I hate to compare it to war, but that's, it just was just constant flashes. It was astonishing. So man, I tell you what, so mayonnaise and fireworks, uh, the Germans are big fans, big fans. And uh, they go at it. it was, you know, after a while you, you began to hear the sirens, I, the fire brigade, probably not their favorite night of the year. Began to hear the sirens. Every time I hear sirens associated with fireworks, I think, oh, somebody's piano career just ended. Um, but isn't that what you think? Their piano career just ended? They're not going to... No more Chopin for you. Um, anyhow, it, it, it was it was 
yet another thing I'd never seen before. Thank you, Germany, for another another exciting event. And then as that was winding down, um, everybody kind of moved out into the street in front of the houses because we live at the sort of a, a cul-de-sac and it's there, it's a dead end and there's only one way in and out of our neighborhood. So there's no traffic on it really ever except for the neighbors. And we were all home. And so we all move out into the na- into the street and the how people are coming out of their houses. Everybody's having champagne. Don't worry. I didn't drink too much. I was had my wits about me. I was very moderate with the champagne. But we're, we're standing outside having champagne, talking to the neighbors is great. And this is going on till like one o'clock, okay? And we're all having a good time chatting and it was fun. And then these, these, there's one set of neighbors kind of catty corner to us. You know, they, they say, hey, well, you know, we can, let, why don't you guys come into the backyard? Like people had begun at around Wanda. Some of the folks started to go to bed and there were just sort of five or six of us standing around. They said, why don't you come around to our backyard? And uh, and uh, we'll we'll keep the party going. So we wandered around to the backyard with them, and they're bringing out more bottles of champagne, and they're showing us their yard. And he said, "I built this smoker. Built a smoker. Do you know how much admiration I had for that man at that moment? He built a smoker, a meat smoker in his yard, brick and mortar. Like I was impressed." Anyhow, he was like, yeah, he was showing me around. I did this, I did that. And he showed me his meat uh, meat smoker. And he, he said, oh, well, we should have some. So then he's opening up the thing. He's got meats hanging and curing and getting smoked. And he brings out a sausage and we cut up some sausage. And then he tells us, well, oh, you should go get the ham I did last week. We're eating the ham. I'm sitting outside having smoked uh, meats, homemade smoked meats and champagne with these Germans that I've talked to twice. So don't let anybody tell you the Germans aren't friends because the hospitality has been something else. They, they were so nice to us. But here was the problem. It's, it's now like, I'm mean, it's like 2.15. And, and Uncle Phil, or maybe I should say Grandpa Phil, I'm fading. 2.15 in the morning, I'm, I'm reaching my limit, everybody. And they show no signs of, of shutting down. Everybody's just still going having a good time. And I finally just say, look, I, 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 oh, I can't, I, I got a uncle. Like I'm done. I give up. I, I concede defeat. I can't do it. And they, they honestly kind of looked at me like, really, really? It's 2.15. It's 2.15. Anyhow, I said, yeah, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm, I, I got to give up. I got to give up. And so we said our good nights and we came home and we, we, we wrapped things up, and I was winding down for bed, brushing my teeth, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm so tired. I can't wait to go to sleep. And, and here's the great tragedy of it all. I'm, ex- I'm too exhausted to stay out partying, but then I get into bed, shut my eyes, turn off the lights, close my eyes, and, and bing, my brain goes, oh, I'm so glad we have a moment together. I have a few things I want to run by you. And it's just the laundry list of things to think about. I'm like, please, brain, let me go. I've been up for 20 hours and I need to sleep now. Please don't, don't. And the brain is just going and churning. And here's another thing to think about. And what about this? And have you tried that? And what about? So, yeah, that went on till four. 
So good times. Good times. Uh, too exhausted to stay awake and have a good time, but not exhausted enough to actually shut my brain off and sleep. <sighs> Lucky to be me. And, and then I thought about, I'm not alone. I used to teach this book, Gilgamesh. I was, I was, we were supposed to go to, to England over the holidays and then I guess weather canceled all the flights because of high winds and we missed our trip and, and I was disappointed. But I, one of the things I wanted to see was the British Museum and see this chunk of this epic poem, Gilgamesh, one of the oldest pieces of writing in the world. I used to teach this text when I taught literature. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's a big deal. And it's, you know, it's the classic epic poem thing, right? If you don't know it, Gilgamesh, he's this this hero and he goes and he fights the gods and he fights the monsters and he gets the girl and he runs the kingdom and the whole bit, you know, takes the journey. And so it's this very famous story, one of the oldest texts in the world. And I used to have to teach it. And I remember when I first read it, I, I, I didn't quite get it. I was a younger man then. I didn't quite get it. But now it really clicks in. Because here's the thing. Here's what happens. So Gilgamesh is, is doing his hero thing and he's, he's, you know, fighting fights and winning battles. And he, has, he does it all with his best buddy, Enkidu, right, who's running alongside of him. And they're just, they are just two peas in a pod. And it's like buddy cop movie, you know, like they're, they're inseparable and they're taking on this, this God and taking on this monster and fighting this and beating that. And then Enkidu gets sick. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot here. Enkidu gets sick and dies. Okay. And Gilgamesh is thrown into this horrible, like, existential crisis, you know? Oh, man, if Enkidu can die, oh, man, that means I can die. And, it, and then he decides he's going to go on a quest. Well, he goes into this super dark place where he lives like a hobo, and, and this uh, bartender basically makes fun of him and says, I thought you were a hero. You look like scum. Anyhow, he decides to go on this quest to get immortality. And he hears about this guy who was a mortal who 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 got immortality given to him. And he goes to him to go, how'd you get it? And he gets there to this guy and he says, I want it too. You got to, you got to give me the hookup. And this guy says, nah, I don't think so. I don't think you, I don't think you got what it takes. I don't think you've got it. And he's, and Gilgamesh is like, no man, I did all these things. I defeated the demon God and I'm the bull of heaven. And I, ah, I did all this stuff. And the guy's like, I don't think you've got it in you, man. I don't think you got the stuff. And he goes, no, and Gilgamesh says, no, no, man, I've got it. I have got it. Absolutely. I, you should give it to me. And the guy goes, all right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go. I'm going to ask. I know a guy. I'm going to go ask. But here's your test. And Gilgamesh goes, oh, man, I love tests. I, I, I kill at tests. Let me have it. I can do it. I can do this test. I, I've done, you know, he's always recounting his great feats. And he's like, I have got this, man. No problem at all. I got it. Lay it on me. Let me, let me know. And the guy says, you got to stay awake for seven days. And Gilgamesh is like, what? That's it? That's it? like, I can go fight monsters, man. You want me to stay awake? That's it? You just want me to stay? All I've got to do is stay awake? And the guy goes, yeah, all you got to do is stay awake. He's like, this is ridiculous. That's going to be the easiest. <laughs> Immediately, Gilgamesh falls asleep. Like, bam, he's done. And and every day the guy goes and puts a little like cake 
out for him in case he wakes up. And for seven days, he does this. And then finally, he goes up to Gilgamesh at the end, wakes him up, and Gilgamesh goes, my hair, you know, where, where was I? And he's like, hey, no, thank goodness I didn't fall asleep. He literally, he's like, thank goodness I didn't fall asleep. And the guy says, uh, bro, see all those moldy cakes next to you? Those are one for each day you slept through. You, you couldn't stay awake for one day. And I finally thought to myself, oh, man, nothing changes. Oldest, one of the oldest texts we have. And it's really just about a guy getting to middle age and he can't stay awake on New Year's Eve. I get it, Gilgamesh. I get it. And I haven't even defeated monsters. But I, I mean, this doesn't matter if you defeated monsters. You reach a point where you go, oh, I just can't stay awake. I can't do it. Put me to bed. I'm like a nine o'clock guy. That's when I want to go to bed. Or 21 o'clock if you're here in Germany. I want to go to bed at about nine. Granted, we curse of the teachers. My wife and I get up early. But it, it, like, whew. Anyhow, I stayed up late on New Year's Eve. I think I should get a gold star. I think I should get a gold star for my efforts. So, so that was my New Year's Eve. It was very exciting. Uh, fireworks and uh, and once again reminded that I am an old man. I really shouldn't be surprised. I really should not be surprised. I've been I've had to fill out things in the last year with the move over and passports. Not and you have to check all these boxes, right? That say you know put in what's your eye color, what's your and it, and it always when it asks what's your hair color, and I'm always debating is my hair blonde or brown. Because when I was a kid, it was blonde, but it got sandier and darker. And I and I asked my family the other day, I go, do I put, like, blonde or brown? They said, Dad, you put, like, is there a gray or a silver or a white option? Oh, yeah. I think that's probably true. I don't, I don't think it's blonde or brown anymore. I think... I think it's time to just call it the white hair. That's it's coming in. So, yeah. Yeah, there's Gilgamesh. I get it, man. I get it. You reach a certain age and certain realities uh, come to pass. What are you going to do? So, I, I'm wondering about resolutions in the new year. Do you all do resolutions? You do you do New Year's resolutions since the new year? I mean, I don't obviously you can change your life anytime. Anytime is a good time to decide to change your life, right? You can just every every five minutes is a chance to change your life. Uh, but I do think there's something psychologically to these like breaks, these sort of you know natural breaks where you have these opportunities for reset, these shifts in space, a new semester or a new location or new whatever, and you have the opportunity to to say, okay, let's let's just let's go in some new direction. I, I think there's something to that. I think that's sort of a, a good way to, to set a habit. And so, you know, thinking about resolutions, but I'm, I'm sort of, I've gotten, I've gotten away from resolutions because this old friend of mine, Ronnie, she was, she is a very fitness kind of person. You know, she was big in the gym and like running triathlons and all those things. And she used to say, she just hated January and February at the gym because all the people who made resolutions would show up. And she said, you could never get your machine because you'd walk in the door and like, oh, brother, all these new people are standing around trying to use the machines. She said, but, you know, by over half of them were gone by, by Valentine's Day and the rest were gone by spring break. It was done, you know, back to normal. So at least nine months out of the year, she, she had her gym the way she wanted. And I realized, oof, 
you know, that kind of rings a bell. I think that that sounds about right. So I thought, okay, maybe resolutions aren't the thing. Let's not make a resolution and just set myself up for more failure in life. So my, my, my wife was, she's into making a word for the year. What's a, let's, let's have a word for the year. You, so I don't know. Do you re- if you do resolutions, you, you let me let me know. I'd love to hear what people's res- or or do you have a word for the year? You have a word. I it, it's funny. Um, I feel like I shouldn't say my word for the year. Like it's somehow going to jinx it if I say it on the podcast. You know, for the the seven listeners I've got, I think it 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 might mess it up if I if I do that. But of course, I don't. I actually that's just superstition and nonsense. But. But it's almost like I'm devaluing it if I just, like, it's a secret. I shouldn't tell anybody. But it's not. I, I, I picked the word momentum because that, well, even as I say that, that sounds so cheesy. Like, aren't you immediately picturing one of those, like, posters that they have in offices that has, like, in, like a picture? It's, like, all black background that's got this picture of, like, someone, you know, skydiving and it says momentum and underneath it's getting, you know, I, I don't mean it that way. I just mean, I just mean, like, Keep going. Keep going somewhere. Do something. Don't sit still. I mean, the, the, you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Anyhow, that's my word for the year. What do you think? Momentum? Is it any good? Tell me your word for the year. Maybe I'll steal yours. Maybe you've got a better word for the year. I'll just I'll just borrow from you. I don't know. I The funny thing is, is I don't remember my word from last year. I'm sure my wife and I sat down and we made words for the year. I don't remember what it is. But that sort of raises another good point because you kind of have to be flexible about these things. Because I can tell you for sure, whatever word I picked did not include quitting my career and moving to a foreign country. That's for dang sure. Okay, that was not, I would have, Phil Bryan would have never picked a word that involved me up with, you know, engaging in that much upheaval in my world. That's just not me at all. So uh, you got to, you know, you got to kind of hold on loosely to your word of the year because you may have to course correct. You may have to readjust if you discover some curveballs come your way because it just seems like that's part of the deal. I hope that your word of the year is great. I hope you find something. I mean, not it can be great. Maybe that is your word. I just mean I hope you find something great to be your word of the year. It can be great, though. The word great, if that's what you want. But I hope that you have a fantastic year. I hope it's already uh, looking up for you. And if it isn't, I'm sorry. Because, again, that whole, like, curveball thing. Sometimes curveballs are good, like getting to move to Germany. And sometimes curveballs are bad. Like, well, we all know what the bad ones are like. So... Either way, I hope things improve from here, from this existential moment that we're in together over the airwaves. And uh, and I guess that's probably enough for today. That's enough. We'll consider that the topic, resolutions and words for the year. But uh, I hope everyone is well. And as always, I want to say peace and love to everyone. <laughs>